Orange Theory Fitness is a one-hour full-body group workout that makes it simple for you to get more life. We focus on heart rate-based training guaranteed to produce results from the inside out. Our workout is backed by science and proven to burn more calories post-workout. Tracked by technology so you can monitor your results in real time, each workout is inspired and led by certified coaches to make sure you don't overtrain or undertrain. So what are you currently doing to get more life out of your workout? That's what OTF Milford and this podcast seek to help you with. All right, OTF Milford, it is Coach Phil and Coach Heidi here with you guys today. How's it going, Heidi? Hi. Awesome, awesome. Another week uh, in March here coming up. Um, obviously, there's a lot of concerns about COVID-19 and the safety. Um, we are being extremely diligent, doing everything we can to keep that studio clean. I really appreciate seeing the members um, using wipes to wipe down everything that they touch, which is fantastic. Um, grab fresh ones as you guys go by the trainer's desk at the end of class, grab a fresh one. We are doing as much as we can to make sure we have those in stock, um, and available for you guys. Um, again, most importantly, uh, if you're not feeling well, it's definitely, um, you know, don't come into the studio kind of a thing, you know, just to protect yourself, you know, um, and everybody else. Um, but if you are in the studio, um, just kind of check in with yourself, um, ask yourself, what are you doing to, you know, be diligent yourself? Um, obviously, we want to avoid contact with your hands to your face, your nose, your mouth, anything like that. Um, a good extended 20-minute hand washing afterwards. Um, 20 minute. 20 minute. Ooh. That was maybe that was maybe a Freudian slip because I've been washing my hands so much. <laughs> 20 second is probably sufficient. Good catch. So yeah, so 20 second hand scrubbing. And wash, um, and then using some disinfectant um, as if you want to on the way out as well. Um, what, anything else, Heidi? That I that I, I missed. I think you know. I was just reading um, something that was sent to me, and it said, you know, the three main things to look out for: fever, cough, and shortness of breath. If you're feeling any of those three things, just opt on the side of caution and just take a rest day. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's. That's what we can do right now. You know, I mean, we're doing yep. our best to help out and, and I appreciate um, our members helping us out by staying home if they're starting to feel those things and things like that too. And then when they are in the studio, just doing a really good job cleaning up afterwards and washing your hands and everything like that. Yeah, the other thing Orange Theory is doing is we're changing the templates um, that may have a little bit more contact than others. Like, for instance, the tornado that was planned on Thursday or today, if you're listening to it, um, <laughs> has been can- has been cancelled. We will go back to the um, regularly scheduled day, which is an ESP. Um, there are so many transitions that it will it just makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So we're doing we're doing everything we can, guys. You are in good hands. Perfect. Um, next yeah. next on deck, we've got the charity class coming up oh that's right that's right so that is this saturday um it is donation based only um really any donation will get you into that class although we do recommend a minimum of 25 dollars. it does not come out of your membership and it's a phenomenal um 
cause. The network of executive women is a community of women business owners, and um, they put together scholarships and they provide educational opportunities for women in need of financial assistance. Um, these women demonstrate financial need and are trying to return back to school, continue education or commencing undergraduate school or anything to try and further their educational goals and enhance their job skills. Um, so it's a great cause, 1.30 this Saturday. You can call the studio to book your spot. I don't think you can do it online. Um, but I know that there are a couple of spots open, so we would love to fill that studio up for our member um, who put this together. Yeah, it's a great cause. And, I mean, talk about, like, a way to pay it forward. I mean, helping these people yeah. out is fantastic. Yeah. So it's a great charity. Hopefully fill that class up. I know last time we checked in, I think there was, like, around seven. I don't know if you've got a, an update there if, if we need to do that. Def but Yeah. Definitely have more than seven. All right. Um, I know that half the class is filled, so we just got about 15, 10 to 15 more to go. Yeah, perfect. Sounds like that pup wants to go for a run. I know. Can you hear him? Like, <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> what, what are you doing? Sitting down. Take me out. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Then we've got the final weigh-ins coming up, which is final super exciting. Can't yes. wait to see the results for that. That's the 15th to the 17th. And as you all know, um, feel free to book Coaches Corners. Talk to your coaches about the results. You know, most of the results are going to be favorable. If they're not what you are expecting, talk to us. You know, there are many reasons, um, many underlying factors. So book those coaches' corners and talk to us. All right. It doesn't have to be um, on the specific days. If you want to just have five minutes with us, just pull us to the side. You know, um, sure, we, we can all make that time for you. So. Yeah, definitely. Like, I, I love talking about this stuff. I, I could literally talk about it like all day long. So it, you're, not, <laughs> you're not going out of your way and, and bothering me if you want to talk about it more. I'm more than happy to talk with anybody about fitness for as long as you're willing to listen to me talk about it and hear, hear yourself going on. But I also want to say it's like really important too, just the mindset with this. You know, This is a mile marker of 2020 that this is over and, and now let's not take a foot off the gas. Let's keep it going and make the rest of the year you know, great. This is just a good way to kick it off, you know, rally yeah. for that first quarter and like, let's continue with getting the frequency in and continue to see success throughout the rest of the year. But really excited for those of, yeah, really excited for those people who have gone through the, through the, through the challenge and seeing those results. Looking forward to it. Yeah. I mean, you definitely don't want to fall off all of that hard work that you've done. You know, you want to be consistent. You want to maintain those workouts. This has been only eight weeks, you know, imagine, what 12 weeks would look like 16 weeks would look like this is a you know this is a new this is the new normal for you you know definitely yeah i mean like what, what were some of the things that maybe you tried to do during that eight-week challenge that you could have done better you know i mean maybe that's something to focus on for the next eight weeks you know you don't have the challenge attached to it or anything like that but you can try to put action to those skills that you're trying to develop and, and trying to zero in on mate and being more consistent with those, yeah. um, all sorts of things. We can, we can definitely talk about, you know, good ways to kind of like have a goal for four weeks or eight weeks or whatever it is, but definitely keep that going through the rest of the year. It's, it's huge. Yeah. I think it's important just to take a step back and ask yourself, how are you feeling right now? You know, like you should be feeling way more positive about yourself, that not just scale victories that I'm sure there's a lot of non-scale victories as well. I mean, you're probably more in shape. You probably can give a little bit more on the treadmill and the weight floor. There's a lot of things that 
probably have changed. The clothes are probably feeling a little bit better. Um, so many healthy moves, you know. So think about the non-scale victories as well that you can keep pursuing. Definitely. And I, we've got the dry track coming up. Did you? Is there something else you want to say there about that? Yeah, no. Yeah. I was going to say, you know, speaking of dry try, let's book those classes on Monday. Monday the 16th is Infinity, which is essentially dry try prep day. Yeah, great workout. And yes. Um, you want to go over dry try, Phil? Dry try, like uh, the actual dry try? Yeah, should we go over dry try? Yeah, um, I, I know it's booked up, right? We've got five heats we're running through. We've got five heats. There is a wait list you can put yourself on. Um, you know, there's always the opportunity that, to get in on it if somebody cancels, you know. Yeah, definitely. Um, so let's go ahead and start off with the 2,000-meter row. Yeah, the 2,000-meter row. Um, it's the kickoff to the rest of the modalities you're going to be going through that day. It's definitely, um, you know, we've been practicing a lot with uh, mid range strokes per minute right around the 25 rep uh 25 strokes per minute range you know maybe a little bit higher than that i think we're getting better at getting comfortable being uncomfortable at the lower 20s like that which is fantastic i think that's definitely something to stay focused on during that 2000 meter row um you don't want to burn out uh just in that 2000 meter row and, and not have enough energy to get through the 300 reps on the weight room floor and then the the 5k on the tread so you know, maintain a constant pressure underneath those feet um, with lower stroke rates. I actually like what we're talking about in today's class. Today is the 10th anniversary for Orange Theory. Um, and one of the things we're doing on the rower today is we're going over like a power 10 drill um, at some point when we call it out. Um, and that's just a point and an opportunity to, you know, really give a lot more leg drive for 10 strokes um, as you're starting to fatigue and get your 500 meter split time to be a little bit lower and then try to maintain that a little bit. So as you're going through that 2000 meters on the dry try, not only are you maintaining, uh, looking for maintaining uh, consistency with your strokes per minute, but also um, every once in a while when you feel like you've got a little, little catch up to do, you can do those 10 power strokes and then kind of settle back into your rhythm. Save like the, the last sprint, you know, for like the last one minute to 30 seconds. Um, as you're closing in on that 2000 meters and then transition and uh then you're going to the floor unless there's anything else you want to get for pointers on the uh on the roar so um it's it, it's not your pr right but you should look at what your pr was you know you can go into your apps and find out what your 2000 meter pr was and then you want to take either 60 seconds or 15 percent and add it on so let's say that your 2000 meter personal record was seven minutes 30 seconds so your dry try goal time should be eight minutes 30 seconds which means you want a 500 meter split time of two minutes 07 which means that number in the top right hand corner should be around that 207 mark if you can keep it lower than that phenomenal um or then there's the 15 percent rule which is very similar so let's say that your pr time was seven minutes um, 15% would be 63 seconds. So you'll add on that to that PR, which is 8.03, which means your 500 meter split time should be around that two minute mark. So, you know, once you have your goal time, then you can figure out your split time and then you know where you need to be. Yeah, that's fantastic. That's a really, really good point. And 
for those of you guys listening to this, um, if you don't know how to figure out those five Ramirez split times um, or the times, things like that, there are some really good calculators that you can find online. I do know that if you go to concept two rowing, which is the word concept and then the number two, it's like concept2.com. There's a spot in their website where you can put in different variables to find out. Like you put in two of the three variables and it'll figure out the third one for you. So if you want to do your 2000 meters at X amount of time, it'll give you your 500 meter split time. So you can play around with that calculator until you find out like what's that right pace for you. But like Heidi was saying, that's, that's a really good rule of thumb. I actually caught myself um, probably doing that same exact thing. Like, oh, my PR for 2000 meters is this. I should be able to do it in this amount of time. But then you don't have anything left in the tank after that. You're going onto the weight room yeah, floor. That doesn't you're count. Done. You're completely gassed. Yeah. So then, yeah. So then we're going to go to the 300 reps. So your six exercises are, and they're probably not in this order, uh, push-ups, bench tap squats, bench hopovers, step-ups, burpees, and plank jacks. And you'll do the whole circuit two times. Yep. So form is obviously imperative, right? Definitely. Um, but, we, we talked a lot about the magic number at um, the clinic recently, right? The clinic. And I yeah. know a lot of you are dying to know what that magic number <laughs> was. So um, you want to use the first round to strategically plan the second round, right? So you want when you start off doing these reps, you want to pick the rep at which you allow a break. So let's take the burpees. If you can complete seven straight burpees without taking a break and then you, then you need a break, that's your number. Like, so seven is your number. So then you have to allow yourself, um, to complete seven reps and allow yourself to take a break after that seven reps, after every seven reps. And typically results have shown that members will feel empowered to complete a few more. So as long as you mentally prepare yourself, or allow yourself to take that break, um, you'll you'll feel empowered and, and more energized to continue going through the reps. It's it's all mental. It's all yeah. mental. I've done the same thing thing on the treadmill before. Oh really? If, if you yeah. yeah, if you allow yourself that walking recovery, then it, it's amazing how all of a sudden you don't actually need it. But as long as you allow it to yourself and you say, you know, it's okay if I walk, walk if you want to. But there's something in the back of your mind that's like, no, I'm good. I can keep going. So it's all it's all mental. So that's that is your magic number. Interesting. Yes. And so so with those 300 reps, um, you, you mentioned earlier it's two rounds. And so when you're talking yeah. about doing seven, but then <clears throat> allowing yourself that little break, you're continuing on until you get a certain amount of rep range, and you're going to do one complete circuit and then go around a second time. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. So let, let's say I have 20 push-ups and I can do seven push-ups without dying. I'll do seven push-ups. I'll give myself a second. I'll do seven more until I've got through to the 20 and then I'll move on to the bench tap squats. Right. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like so, an endurance day pace. You know I mean? You're, you're trying to minimize yeah. those rests a little bit, but like it's an endurance day. Everybody's done an endurance day at Orange Theory. It's nothing different on the weight room floor right there. You're just completing the longer set of reps. I just think that you need to keep moving, have a clear plan, but make sure that you have that good form because a lot of times you're going to be rushing through these exercises and you're going to get a little bit sloppy and, you know, one wrong move on a burpee, you can twinge your back or, or we don't want any of that. So really focus on those um, 
three anchors, right? Your hips, your trunk, your shoulders. Really focus on resetting and really doing really doing those exercises properly. Yeah, I mean, truth be told, I don't think you're going to make up a lot of time on the weight room floor if you've done this before. If you're if you're coming back no. and you're trying to do a PR, you know, because you've done this before and you're trying to beat your old time or something like that, it's probably not in the weight room floor that you're going to make up the majority of that time anyway. So no, no, the PR is all that's all going to be on the treadmill because that's going to be what you have left. Right, exactly, and that's where we're going next. So <laughs> that's where we're going next. <laughs> so the biggest tip that I gave in the um, clinic, and I'll tell you now is as soon as you finish that last rep on the weight floor get immediately to the treadmill and press that start button you can walk right yeah get your breath but while you're walking you are accumulating that distance while you catch your breath walk until you feel ready but get that distance in don't just stand there on the treadmill or take a seat in the weight floor you need to get to that treadmill you could walk a tenth of a mile while you're getting your breath back and then you can you know yeah spring it back up to base yeah you know there's an interesting thing here too that i wonder if it comes into play and um i just want to like talk it through with you and and we're doing it live so we'll see how it goes here but you know, like there's, um, I don't know if you've ever gone to a race and you've had like this anticipation, this excitement, you know, and things like that. And your heart rate's just up a little bit more than it normally is because you're excited about the race and things like that, right? Every single time. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that there's some of this, you know, the heart rate monitors and things like that, that we're using class, super important stuff, great tool and things like that. But I sometimes wonder, um, at this point in time during something like our dry try, if there is that excitement, I mean, there's a lot of energy in that room and things like that. And I think it's really important to stay in tune with how you feel, like how your body feels, because you just might be excited. And even though your heart rate might be a little bit higher than what you actually feel, it doesn't mean that you should wait to go necessarily. Right. Um, so it's, it's, you're using that as like a, it's, we talked about like that being like the speedometer in your car before it's, it's kind of like, you're going to glance down and see it. It's your good gauge and things like that, but also listen to your body. If your heart rate is still elevated, but you're feeling like I'm feeling really good and ready to start, you know, running right now, I've, I've walked my 10th of a mile. I feel great. Maybe not wait, like maybe just get going, you know, and focus on your breathing, staying relaxed and, and get into that 5k rhythm. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, and you can use you know, you can toggle between your base and your push um, throughout the whole duration. A lot of people, um, there's different techniques, right? So some people can start slightly below your base and add at a certain time, like maybe every 60 seconds, maybe every three minutes, maybe every five minutes increase that base pace. Mm -hmm. Or some people like to do it at distance. So let's say every quarter of a mile or every half a mile, um, you can add a little bit more to the speed. Some people like myself, you know, I like to select a goal pace from a desired time and then select the speed. So let's say if you wanted to do it in 30 minutes, you know that you need to do you know, 939 per mile. So you need to be at like 6.3 or 6.5 on the treadmill. If you know what your goal um, time is, it's the same as the rower, right? You can select your pace and then just hit it and set it and forget it. That's what I was looking for. Yeah, set set it and and forget it. it. Yeah, let it run. Um, And then, you know, that last quarter of a mile, half of a mile, tenth of a mile, obviously you can give it that all-out effort because – even though you may feel gassed, 
and completely spent, I promise you will always have enough to give it a little bit more. There's going to be so much energy in the room as well. So, you know, give it everything you've got. Don't don't waste to the very last minute. Yeah. It's a good time. I'm looking forward to it. Um, definitely bring your friends and family members in to, yeah. to watch and things like that if you want to. We got some swag for these guys too. Oh my God, it's such good swag. <laughs> and, um, you know, similar to an endurance class, don't be afraid to not alternate between the base and the push. But just if you do do that, make sure it's the appropriate work to rest ratio, right? So if you're allowing yourself 60 second push, give yourself a 30 to 60 second base, but not the, you know, not the other way around. You, you want it to be pretty much even. Yeah. And just as a side note, the bike, uh, your distance will be 12.4 at a six or more gear. And the Strider will be 9.32 at a six or more gear. Power walkers, your incline will need to be at 3%, but at 1.55. And I've had a lot of is what? miles is the distance. Oh, sorry. yeah, yeah. That's That's distance. Right. yeah. I had a couple of people ask, well, what if I'm jogging, but I want to walk and get my breath? Am I then considered a power walker? No, you can jog and, you know, you can even run and then but take a little walking recovery. If you need to get your breath back, then that's what you're going to do. You know, you know, it's yes, it's a challenge, but it's also not worth, you know, hurting yourself. Definitely. If you need to, if you need to take a break, then you're going to take a break. This is your challenge, your personal challenge. No one else's. You're in charge. Yeah. And every element in here we've done before. We've done 2000 meters in classes. We've done, you know, you know, 300 reps in the weight room floor easily <laughs> before yeah. in our classes. Yeah. And, and there's been plenty of classes where, you know, we've been on the treadmill for a good, you know, 23 minutes and more if you started there. Um, so yeah. we're really not throwing anything new. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything that you normally do from coming into class. Just be ready for a great, a great workout. Um, it's kind of business as usual, but it's exciting because it's a dry try and it's a good benchmark for you. Yeah. Um, and if you, if you're not sure about the exercises, come to infinity on the 16th because it will be the same exercises. Right. Exactly. Yeah. All right. And then St. Paddy's day, I have a question for you, Phil. Yeah. Do you say St. Paddy with T's or St. Paddy with D's? <laughs> I say it with, I think I say it with D's. I don't even know. Okay, good. Good answer. That is the correct answer. St. <laughs> <laughs> Paddy's Day with D's. Yes. Um, anyway, so we have St. Paddy's Day on the 17th, but here at Orange Theory, we are going to have the luck of the orange. So make sure you booked in for that special class. That's right. It's a good class. Ele and uh, sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. I was going to say the eliminators in there too coming up, I think, too. That I don't know that's, if you that's right. Yeah. That's right. The eliminator. And then, of course, on that Friday is the Transformation Challenge Party. Yes. Good week. Man. Yeah, well, not only is it the party on the Friday, but the dry try is on the Saturday. Yeah, it's fantastic. So we'll be celebrating, but not too much. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Francis is talking about beer. I don't know what she's talking about. There's no You do that later. Do that later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what else, Phil? What else is on your mind? Um, let's see here. I 
think we kind of covered what's coming up this week. I think it's like I'm looking forward to it. It's a great month, great stuff coming up. Um, I've yeah. had some good questions about, you know, we talked about breathing uh, while running on the treadmill. It seems like some people are really trying to do that um, and trying to get comfortable with it. Um, we talked about trying out different things, right? Because it's not um, going to be the same technique for everybody. But the whole key is to just control your breathing a little bit and slow it down. Um, so whether that's taking three steps in and then exhaling for three steps or four steps, whatever it is. Um, yeah. Sometimes people are doing, you know, four to six steps right and left counting each each step, right? So four to six of those inhaling, then four to six of those exhaling. Um, but it really does help bring that heart rate down. You do have to practice it a little bit though. It's not going to be super easy, but it will definitely make a difference on that heart rate, especially during the recovery portion of it. Sorry, I had you on mute because my dogs were going nuts. Sorry. I know, they're excited. Uh, um, <laughs> no, totally agree about the breathing. Um, I've seen a lot of people... Um, use those techniques and it's really helped just really getting those deep breaths and really trying to slow that breath down uh, so that it's not so shallow is really key and you know eventually it'll fall in with the pace and everything else yeah through like belly breathing too is another i think important thing to add it's it's not through the chest you know you're not going to shrug those shoulders up to breathe deep it's breathe lower through your belly breathe lower in the belly and also exhale out all the way um Another thing I've noticed people on the treadmill that are doing correctly more and more is, you know, when you first get on the treadmill, you notice those orange markers. Yes. And if you haven't, make sure you look the next time you get on the treadmill. There's four orange markers. And in between that parameter is the flex deck, right? So that's the most deepest suspension of the belt. And that is designed to prevent injuries essentially right because it's the it's impact it's um oh my god what's the words i'm looking for phil um i i was stuck on the visual <laughs> when you're talking about the orange <laughs> yeah. ones so, so let's back up a second because like when you're standing on the treadmill deck looking down at it you're gonna see yep. four orange hash marks on yep. the deck so on the side rail left side there's two on the side rail right side there's two that's the rectangle that you want to keep your stride inside of when you're jogging and running whatever you're doing right absorbing yeah. the impact that was the words i was absorbing there for. we go yeah <laughs> <sighs> my gosh so we have a lot of members who run right up front of the of treadmill which is not really doing yourself any favors um you know it, it's it's not the safest of places to stand uh, you could trip on that front part of the deck but it's, mm-hmm. it's not going to help you with injury prevention either because you're landing on the hardest part of the treadmill. There is no real flex. There's no real suspension on that part of the, the deck. So really try and stay in between those orange markers is really going to help your ride yeah, a right. lot better. Same, same thing too. I, I, hear, I hear people's feet every once in a while hitting that back roller. You hear that little like treadmill squeak. <laughs> yes. You know, it's that, like, that's because you're back too far and your foot's actually getting on top of that back, that rear roller. Um, and you should not be back that far either. Yeah. I mean, if your hips are like parallel with the side rails, it's usually a good, a good marker. Yeah. If you fall back from the, from the side rails, you, it's a good marker to know that you've gone too far, you know, and you can always put that, um, emergency clip. I don't know if you guys know, but it has like a little clip that you can attach to your clothing. So if you're worried about falling off the back of the treadmill, and that's why you run so close to the front, just attach that to your clothing and the treadmill will stop if you've, if you've gone back too far. Right. 
yeah, no, yeah, definitely worth doing if you're getting used to it for the first time and things. Yeah. I am, I am seeing something too that is starting to come back up a little bit um, that I do want to talk about because I think it's worth noting. Um, hopefully, the right people are hearing it, but. Um, there are some people who are holding on a little bit more, um, than I've seen lately. Um, and the whole thing is like the treadmill is, you know, it's a motor, it's moving that belt. And if you hold on, obviously for safety and for feeling more comfortable and things like that, I, like I get it. Um, but we want to avoid the treadmill from doing the work for you. And really we want you guys to be able to not have to hold on, um, and, and be able to move your arms and, and use a better gait while you're on that treadmill. And the same thing goes for, you know, if that treadmill is moving, uh, you should probably hit the pause button or the stop button if you've got to like tie your shoe or stretch or things like that. I'm starting to see a little bit of that kind of coming back into play and we want to be really safe. 100%. Yeah. 100%. I mean, if you're, if you absolutely need to hold onto the rails and they totally understand the fear, I, I get it. And if you need to hold on, then you need to hold on. But mm-hmm. please don't lean back because it's the holding on and leaning back that you're going to hurt yourself. So have a slight lean from your ankle into the treadmill as you hold on and then gradually fingertip, right? Just yep. just ever so slightly fingertip the treadmill so that you can gradually Not come away from holding on. Yeah, right, exactly. exactly. Um and, you know, you can burn 30% more calories if you don't hold on. And as far as jumping the rails, that that is not – I mean, that is for your safety. There are so many risks and hazards that can happen by you jumping off. Like, you could jump off to the side and not quite make it, and your foot can accidentally catch the moving treadmill that can pull you forward. So mm-hmm. now you're going to fall, and maybe you're going to grab the first thing that you do just out of instinct and that first thing happens to be a member on the next treadmill. So now they're going to come down or if you're going at a super high speed and you just suddenly stop, you can actually tear the hamstring off of the bone, which sounds horrific, but it, it, it happens. Yeah. It's legit. It's legit. Like when you're watching a race, you don't see these runners just automatically stop it, they 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 gradually stop and th- there's a reason for that it's it's for their it's for your muscles it's for your safety um yeah there's a deceleration in the hamstring uh, you know in the stride you're you're kicking through and you're you know uh, extending from the hip um but then it's also part of deceleration when you're planting and coming back forward and it's not designed to decelerate decelerate super abruptly by jumping the rails. And that's when you'll pull a hamstring like you're talking about. So it, it is a legit concern. You definitely want to not do that. <laughs> it's and it, it's not, it, you're not doing yourself any favors. If you're running at a 10 on the treadmill and you need to jump the rails because you cannot wait the 12 seconds to run down, you're not then, in you're not, then you're not in control and you're right. not actually running you are just moving your legs to the belt of the treadmill. Exactly. So you're not actually teaching any muscle memory or any, you're not building any muscle or doing yourself any favors by just moving your legs to the treadmill. Right. Yeah, that's it. So just slow, you know, just slow it down a notch. You can be at a nine, eight and slow it down and, and be able to run it out and gradually build up to the nine, nine to the 10 or whatever numbers you're at. I'm just using those as examples. So it's for your safety. I know you're probably rolling your eyes when you hear us say, (laughs) please don't jump the rails. Um, 
you know, but it's it's because we care about you guys and we don't want any injuries from from you guys. Yeah, we want you to keep keep you guys coming back healthy. Amen. Amen. Right. St. Patty's well, Day. That, that was <laughs> <laughs> Can you do an Irish accent? I will say, Phil, all these conversations. When I listen back to the podcasts, yeah. I just love listening to your accent. <laughs> yep. I'm getting a little red in the face. It happens. <laughs> happens. People think I'm Canadian, which I'm not. I'm close to Canada originally. but So um, where, where is the accent from? It's Minnesota, and it's like embedded in me. Like I can't, I can't shake it. And I've been, I haven't lived in Minnesota in over, in almost probably 10 years now. I've been outside of Minnesota and it's, it's not, it's just, uh, it's part of my DNA now. I think I can't, I can't talk any other way. So it's, it's just the awesome. Way it it's, it's awesome. There's certain words that you say that just internally have a little giggle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a, uh, Georgie is trying to make my all out right now. He's getting pretty good at it too. <laughs> well, there is a member that can do your all out impeccably well. <laughs> I don't know if I want to drop her name on the podcast. I know, I know who it is. She does it really well. T- <laughs> <laughs> All right, Phil, I think that's wrapping it up for this week. Right on. We'll talk to these guys next week. Excellent. Have All a right. great day, guys. Thank you, guys. See you. Bye. Bye.